Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Sorry, Mark's asleep. You'll have to wake him up. Oh, I thought you were nodding off over there. That was you snoring. (laughs) Yes, it was. I was taking a quick power nap. <laughs> do you take a lot of nap? Do you no, take? I don't really nap. Not really. Not Only so when I sit down to read. For some strange reason, <laughs> when I sit down to read one of my books, it's like I get so comfortable and I'm engrossed in it, and all of a sudden my head's bobbing. Out and you go. Out I go. <laughs> all right. Well, that's Mr. Joe McGranahan. Uh, he's fully alert at the moment, uh, though. But given but, my uh, age, that's <laughs> possible for change any moment. This could change at any time, right? All right. So Joe McGranahan, mayor of Shemokandam, newly sworn in, uh, could be his last term. You never know. No, he's like Big Ben. He's visiting for the last time. So, Oh, brother. Thank you. You have me six feet under, and I'm still breathing. No, no. You're 100% fired. I told you, even your diminished capacity, you're still smarter than me. So that's, well, we should a, that's have a, a compliment. Test. We should have a test on that. You might be surprised how well you do. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, part of this is just so... I'm not required to say you're intelligent, just strikingly handsome, but I don't think you're dumb. (laughs) (laughs) What do they say when you make fun of yourself all the time? Self-deprecation. Right. There we go. I'm doing that. (laughs) (laughs) And believe me, it's (laughs) well-deserved. Thank you. See, now you're going the other way. All right. So welcome on board, everybody. We always start out with a tiny bit of frivolity, but we would invite you to... Is that in our contract? We have to be frivolous for a few seconds? (laughs) No, we just do that to irritate the smart people who are listening. Okay. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can call us toll-free today. You can talk about anything that's happening out there, some things that have been in the news, January 6th insurrection, uh, anniversaries coming up, though not really an insurrection in the traditional sense. Well, they were and, just tourists. Right. <laughs> yeah. But staying between the stanchions, uh, they showed the one... Uh, As they threw things, they were staying right between the stanchions. I saw the MSNBC had a, a meme on their site that showed uh, it was a man who was st- uh, an attacker who was but it, within the stanchions but he had pulled a flag up that was posted somewhere and he was poking at a cop with the end of the flag so yes he was between he didn't the get stanchions outside the lines, right? <laughs> but, but uh, uh, he uh, was uh, using the flag in a certainly un-American manner so in any event yes so, th- so is that, Donald that's Trump around. still planning to have a rally in DC on the 6th Hmm, I do not know. I haven't heard. I had heard he was, but then I never heard. I didn't hear anything more about it. So, which would be a terrible and terrible bad taste, in my opinion. But well, plus uh, very insightful. I think uh, you know we're just uh, one catalyst away from more violence. So we can talk about that today. Or the COVID nineteen, the pandemic is peaking. Deaths are down in Pennsylvania. So maybe the uh, we sort of hear different reports that the Omicron variant is uh, 
twice as contagious and half as virulent. Makes you half as sick as maybe some of the other ones did. So uh, maybe that's why deaths are down. Hospitalizations are up, but uh, fewer people dying at the moment. There could just be a lag in holiday reporting of deaths, too. So we don't want to read too terribly much into that. But, boy, lots of protocols going back up. You see lots of masks. we got voluntary masking here in our building now. Uh, we looked at the tent that Joe lives in during uh, pandemic uh, peaks, and so that's ready to go if we need to put that back up. But uh, Joe's already enjoying very light circulation. Are your council <laughs> meetings still in person at the moment? Yes, they Okay, are. so well, that could But change. we are socially distanced, and many of us wear okay. masks. All right. Well, you're ca- always kind of aloof anyway, so this that's is true. just more of the same. On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. we got a Pennsylvania governor's race and a U.S. Senate race underway this year. So long we've been talking about this, saying, hey, the race is next year. Uh, but uh, now it is the time. If uh, you're a big fan of, uh, let's see, Jeff Bartos or Sean Parnell or John Fetterman or Connor Lamb. Uh, in now this multi-million-dollar hedge fund oh, guy Mc- is McCormick? jumping in. McCormick, yeah, yeah, that's it. He's, he's getting into it. Uh, and I'd like to announce my candidacy for the Senate of the United States. Well, this <laughs> I got about five bucks to spend. You think I can get a spot? I should have forwarded it to it. <laughs> one of the uh, one of our good listeners sent us a note in the newsroom yesterday saying that uh, before you count out uh, Dr. Oz as being all-American, remember he served in the military, but it was the Turkish military. <laughs> he was living in Turkey at the time, so he uh, either volunteered or was drafted for the Turkish military. So, But he's not a carpetbagger. <laughs> he's here. He's, he's 100% here, so he's ready to be a good Pennsylvanian. So anyway, okay. Well, so how that's about that. this guy from Massachusetts? Oh, <laughs> he, if he is not the pure definition of carpetbagger, let me get this clipping. AP came out with an article this morning about uh, McCormick left his company. Yes, a big hedge fund. Uh, right. Yeah, I guess everybody knows about him in the business world already. Yeah, AP reporting David McCormick has resigned as CEO of one of the world's largest hedge funds, Connecticut-based Bridgewater Associates, as he moves closer to declaring his candidacy for U.S. Senate in his native Pennsylvania. McCormick has yet to officially declare his candidacy, although he has aired two TV ads in Pennsylvania, bought a new house in Pittsburgh, and has held closed-door meetings with Pennsylvania Republican leaders. Uh, the company's brass, people in the company, the Bridgewater Company, said on their website that McCormick made the decision to leave Bridgewater Associates in order to consider running for the open U.S. Senate seat in Pens- in his home state of Pennsylvania. McCormick, who's 56, had worked for Bridgewater <laughs> and lived in Connecticut since 2009. So he couldn't consider running while employed. He had to quit his job so he could consider running. Right. Uh, the, oh, that's true. You can't think about it while you're at work. No, you know, couldn't possibly think about two things at one time. Uh, let's see. I would say that doesn't bode well for him. The guy guy obviously can't think and chew gum at the same time. The Republican primary field is in flux with the exit of former President Donald Trump's endorsed candidate, Sean Parnell, the accused wife beater, and the entrance of Dr. Oz, the heart surgeon, author, TV personality, and I'll say as an aside... Quack and carpetbagger himself, <laughs> oh, uh, or at least a carpetbagger. <laughs> that we can prove. Anyway, you uh, cannot prove that he's not a carpetbagger. Uh, well, he fits the definition. One of them, in my opinion, I guess, you, an opportunist, perhaps. Right. Yeah. But that, not not a crook. Right, and not uh, unscrupulous, really unscrupulous, necessarily. That was it. Yes. I don't think uh, that's really would apply to Dr. Oz. I mean, uh, it's he's an opportunist, but I don't think there's really anything untoward about it, and certainly nothing illegal. Anyway, have you ever? Tried 
turn down opportunities? <laughs> that would make you an opportunist. Not yet, but I could at any day. Anyway, Democrats include John Fetterman, the Pennsylvania lieutenant governor, and... Who's one toke over the line. Right, thank you. We have to put an adjective in there for him. One of our listeners yesterday referred to him as cray-cray. Uh, I'm not sure what that means, but it doesn't sound good. Uh, U.S. Congressman uh, Connor Lamb of suburban Pittsburgh is also either in the race or going to be shortly. McCormick has connections across finance, government, and politics. He's a former senior official in President George Bush's administration and is married to Dina Powell, who was a deputy national security advisor in President Trump's administration before she returned to work at Goldman Sachs. Uh, and meantime, Jeff Bartos weighed in on all this yesterday. He, Of course, he came out with a memo yesterday outlining things related to his Senate campaign, so that, you know, immigration and China, all those kind of normal things. But he said uh, in the memo, in the GOP primary for Pennsylvania's U.S. Senate seat, Bartow stands alone as the only candidate with meaningful ties to Pennsylvania and a proven conservative record of bringing jobs to the state. Uh, said Connor McGinnis, Bartow's campaign manager, who added that Bartow's conservative credentials and long history of the state make him stand out in a crowd of carpetbaggers with no history of standing up for conservative values. The memo refers to Oz, the celebrity physician and TV host, as a TV celebrity who lives in New Jersey and works in Manhattan. He has stronger ties to Turkey than to Pennsylvania. The Oz campaign hasn't commented. McCormick, who's rumored to be entering the race, uh, let's see, did, did, did. Uh, you know, he's, uh, Bartos says this about McCormick. His ties to the state are two decades old and include shipping hundreds of jobs out of Pennsylvania to India. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but anyway, it goes well, on. Well, let's eat our young. Why don't we, you know, devour each other here? <laughs> Got to give credit to the Pennsylvania Capital Star for some of that reporting. Well, you know, there. what's interesting about this is that we're not even really underway yet in any meaningful fashion. All these people are buying TV spots, buying ads. And what are they doing? They're beating each other over the head. It's not talking about why I am the best candidate, except that by by comparison to my horrible opponents. Well, Bartos' memo starts out with his five pillars of Oh, he's candidacy. got a pillar, all right. But then, then he <laughs> pilloried yeah, right. um, uh, Dr. Oz and McCormick. So he's a stonehead, right? <laughs> Stone pillars? Get it? Huh? I got you. You're being rather upstanding with your I, I just No, I really think it's, it's, just, it's a shame that you can't talk about why you should be the best qualified person for the job without throwing in why everybody else is the worst. So I'm only good by comparison to the bums I'm running against. I'm not good on my own, but if you look at these bozos over here, I look pretty good. Well, they probably all believe about the same thing. You know, get tough on China, seal up the borders. I mean, as U.S. Senator, they'll get a chance to weigh in on these topics. Uh, tough on China, U.S. Senate. I mean, Bartos does include the five pillars. It's and we're all immigrants, so Dr. Oz's family came from Turkey. Gee, that's terrible. Keeping communities <laughs> safe. Yeah, I think you got to be careful saying that immigrants aren't qualified. Right. That's uh, because, uh, well, quite frankly, we're all immigrants at one well, point. You say you spent time in the Turkish army. Well, right? no, that's what somebody <laughs> said yesterday. I don't know about that. Uh, but anyway... Uh, um, let's see, served in the Turkish army. Anyway, uh, Bartos released a memo Monday detailing the five major pillars of his of the real estate developers platform, including immigration reform, taking on China, keeping communities safe, bolstering election security, and backing conservative economic policies. 
And then so. in Washington, you have the uh, Mr. Schumer, who is going to try and change the rules of the Senate so he can pass legislation he wants to pass. You know... What, get rid of the filibuster or something else? Modifying the filibuster. Uh, modifying, okay. <laughs> Temporarily. You know, it, it seems to me that what, what we're de- dealing with now with politicians, if they can't get what they want, they want to change the system. You know, let's game the system. The we can't right. If we can't make it with on our on our own, let's let's change the rules of the game. And uh, that let's see that that is an outgrowth of gerrymandering, where uh, Democrats and Republicans realize that they can change the districts in order to suit their needs and to you know. Uh, Did you look at the maps the in the paper party. this morning? The, the what? They they had a big full page ad in almost every paper in Pennsylvania. I guess it wasn't every. Paper. I saw it was in the paper, and I didn't get a chance to look at it intently. It had oh the the state and house districts mm-hmm. as they uh, are, would as they be show. reconfigured. Yeah, right. we'd be the all broken. Twenty seventh seem no twenty seventh seems oh to be the Senate the same. Senate's yeah. the same. Yeah, the house. Um, I guess uh, Linda Culver would lose part of Snyder County. She has Monroe Township and Shemokin Dam. That would all go to uh, Dave, uh, Dave Rowe. And Kurt Mosser would lose Montour County. Would he? Okay. W- yeah, and he's built some great ties there, in my opinion. And uh, we would be hearing from, I see David Rowe loses a big chunk of Union County, and we'll be hearing from, I'm drawing a blank on the, the man up north, Joe, come on, the replacement for what's his name boy we are just a wealth of you're talking about williamsport yes uh, not williamsport proper but yeah, muncie I region i know who you mean <laughs> joe no it's not joe okay gosh i know him i've dealt with him he's a great guy <laughs> oh okay i, I have actually his name? met him he did not campaign here but uh, replaces our good conservative friend who retired Right. Whose name alludes us as well. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Welcome to Two Old Guys Try to Think of Things. <laughs> yeah, what'd you say? <laughs> There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back. You're listening to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. Mark Lawrence is here. 1-800-795-9565. That's our toll-free hotline number. Email us at onthemark.com. Text us at 70236. But be sure to include the keywords OTM immediately before you type anything else. Wow. Nicely said. Uh, who's the 84th District State Representative? Mr. Ham. Joe Ham. Joe Ham. <laughs> I remember Joe's that it was ham. Joe. But uh, yeah, he didn't campaign here. But he replaced Garth Everett, who didn't run last year. I don't think he's retired. I don't think Garth is that old. But No, uh, Garth isn't that old. Um, 
He didn't run last year, so that was an open seat for a short time, and Joe Ham emerged as the winning candidate there. All right, call us now, 1-800-795-9565. All of this kind of relates to the changes in the legislative districts around here. We kind of outlined what uh, just a real cursory uh, paragraph about what some of the changes will be, but we invite you to look. Is there a copy of that uh, big state ad in the daily item? Yes. Okay, so folks can pick up a copy of that. Probably but ironically, it it's it's and in every paper I saw it in this morning. I read four papers every morning. It was in all of them, and they're all Pennsylvania papers. But mm-hmm. it had, it was like faded. It wasn't as you know. You had the dark print on the other side, and then there's this very light mm. map, which looks like they deliberately did that so that you'd have to really <laughs> stare at it to figure mm. anything out. Do what you've done, and that's go online and look at the Department of State and the proposed districts right. and examine them more closely. What was it? Pennsylvania Capital Star had the great interactive map where you could really figure out which, yes, which was which. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, Pennsylvania Capital Star is, I would say, what a left-leaning conglomerative adver- uh, private news service running out of Harrisburg, and uh, so folks can check that out. But call us now, 1-800-795-9565, if you want to con- uh, contact us about the legislative district. Districts. You can email us at on the mark at There's an echo here. I just said all that. Oh. <laughs> 70236, include the keyword OTM. No, uh, you don't have to include the keyword OTM when you call us. Mm. Only if you text us. No, on the 70236. Right. Now, one of our emailers yesterday, Dennis Laskowski, says, You mentioned this drug earlier in the show. It is known as Placarnil? P-L-A-Q-U-E. Plaquenil. The trade name. It has been used uh, for rheumatoid arthritis and other immunosuppressive illnesses for many years. It's also been used for parasitic disease. There are very little side effects associated with this drug. I, as a nurse, have worked with this med for a long time. Doctors have prescribed this med with great results. For those who claim it helps with the coronavirus, it is not surprising. I guess that's the brand name for... um, Ivermectin? Ivermectin. Oh, no, he's... no, it's in the subject line, oh, hydrochloroquine. Hydrochlorothiazone. No, that's Hydrochloroquine. Hydrochloroquine, okay. Right, that's There's the another one, one hydrochlorothiazide, which is a diuretic. So This is the one that President Trump was taking uh, prophylactically. And then a gentleman takes us to task. He says, hey, you guys are providing a platform for more and more right-wing conspiracy promoters. Maybe think about that. Joe Rogan joined Jason Miller's conservative social media site, Gitter, encouraging his Twitter followers to to do the same. The podcaster also took to Twitter to announce his move, telling his 7.8 million Twitter followers to join him on the conservative social media platform. Reagan's announcement comes after Twitter permanently suspended the personal account of Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene for repeatedly violating the platform's COVID-19 misinformation policy. Rogan, who is unvaccinated for COVID-19 and has pushed for alternate treatments, including the controversial drug ivermectin, was likely concerned his Twitter account could meet the same fate. A recent guest of Rogan's, Dr. Robert Malone, was also banned from Twitter just days before appearing on the Joe Rogan Experience to discuss the COVID-19 vaccine. So let's silence everybody who disagrees with us. Won't that be great? (laughs) Well, should you be able to have your own facts? You know, we argued about this on first thing Monday morning, and I should be able to say that the sky is green, darn it. (laughs) Well, but I mean, if you see it that way, maybe it's an opinion based on your background. If you have some some credibility, Dick, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in from Milton, PA. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna belabor this, but we've kind of went through this with Rick Santorum. Not, I mean, he ran for office. He served as our U.S. senator. He ran for president. He actually 
lived in Virginia when he did a lot of that stuff and had a he kept a house in Pennsylvania because he was from Pennsylvania. I'm not disputing that part of it. And there were uh, there were issues like the, the Pittsburgh school district that his house was in was, was like paying for his kids to be in school in Virginia. There was a bunch of in, issues. So this is nothing new to politics in Pennsylvania. True. Yeah, you're you're right. Well, that's a little bit different. I think Santorum was from Pittsburgh and ended up working so much in Washington, or so he would say, is that he ended up working so much that he really ended up relocating there. I, I I'm not disputing that part. I'm just saying that it was it it was an issue at the time. Mm, right. Yep, that was probably. Well, well, you mean, I'm not disputing the fact that he was from here when he went to Penn State. He was, he, I was going, my point was that he actually said he lived in Pennsylvania about 10, 10, 11, uh, 10, 10, 10 or he lived down there in a, year, in a year's time. He lived like in Virginia like 11 months out of the year, 11 and a half or something like okay, that. His, right. kids, his, kids, his wife was living there. His kids were going to school there. So, I mean, he wasn't a carpetbagger. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that <laughs> this has been an issue before in Pennsylvania. All right. Thank you so much, Good point. Sir. Good point, Dick. Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate thanks it. for calling in. Uh, let's see. Paul, next up on WKOK's On the Mark from, from Berwick, PA. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, man. Uh, Happy New Year to you. And Thank to you. you. Uh, do you remember a couple a week ago or so, Cindy called in about an education bill that was going to po- have all the uh, school districts post their uh, curriculum online. Do you know what happened to that bill? It got vetoed by the governor. Yes, that's that's true. <laughs> that uh, uh, I suppose that he uh, followed the uh, dictates of the uh, teachers' union that uh, uh, parents don't need to know what they're teaching their children. Another thing is, do uh, you remember I called in about uh, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Schiller uh, getting discharged? Uh, did you hear that he got discharged? Well, he got discharged, but he was still he was still in uh, in the Marines, wasn't he? Or was he was still on no, the base, well, or is now, he gone? Now he's been discharged. He he is a free man again. Uh, I think it was the day the, the day before Christmas Eve. Okay, and and he'll soon be on Carlson uh, on Fox. I think January the 9th, I think he'll be uh, his uh, first interview. What kind of a separation did they give him? Uh, it's. Uh, a general discharge. Um, um, it, it was the lowest of the of the ones that they had. I mean, he, here's a man that you know he had had many citations and um, various things over 17 years. He, you know, he was really a, um, a guy that had uh, done well in the Marines, but uh, he got a general discharge. I forget the exact um, terminolo- terminology of it and I think he forfeited five thousand um, dollars of his salary and uh, hmm. um, I, I don't okay. have all that in front in front of me right right now but he had he had pleaded guilty to a number of charges you know of, of uh, insubordination type of things uh, not following orders and things because he kept posting uh, uh, posting uh, videos and stuff like that criticizing higher higher command you know so uh but uh, he he did he he is he has separate he had resigned uh, his commission and so forth and uh, he's now separated okay from them from the marines and uh so uh, that's basically i just wanted to mention those mention those things and uh um i was in two churches sunday and encouraging people in the new year to uh to 
to uh, get children reading the Bible, read the Bible with them, get them thinking like God thinks, and uh, that's the best hope for the new year. The other thing we uh, particularly mentioned is that there's still room at the cross, and so what? sinners can come to the Savior, just like uh, just like Joseph talks about, Dan talks about, I Dan. talk about as well. That That's the great opportunity of the, the new year. Okay. All right, have a good day. All Thank right. you. <laughs> Thank you Bye very much. much. It was certainly unexpected. All right. So, uh, Colonel Schiller, Lieutenant Colonel Schiller, is no longer in the military. They took some of his salary. Okay, so he said. Isn't it interesting? You know, we have in the military, we throw them out and for disobeying orders. And yet if they do something wrong and they say, I was just following orders, we don't believe that either. You know, we're saying, oh, well, that's an, an unlawful order is not an excuse. You know, you can't, you can't use the fact that I was given an order necessarily to exonerate yourself. Refresh my memory of this particular case. Well, in World War II, the Nazis all claimed that they were just following orders. Not that orders. far back, the Schiller <laughs> case. Well, I'm not. I'm just saying that that's, that's one of the things that I think the military's caught in a bind. On one hand, if You're they express order. some original thought and they wind up in trouble, then they wind up in trouble. But on the other hand, if they do something that turns out to be wrong, they were following orders, they're held accountable, but not the guy that gave the order. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Right down that number. You're going to need it during the 9 a.m. hour. We'd love to hear from you. One of our listeners sent us a text yesterday uh, talking about President Trump. Uh, Dan doesn't want the vaccine, but our emailer or texter says that, Dan, President Trump told us to get the vaccine. Well, don't you remember Dan said that President Trump was right on everything except he had the wool pulled over his eyes on vaccine. On that one. Okay. Well, he's still advocating Isn't it amazing how it. smart he can be on everything else, but he's <laughs> dumb on this one topic. God, tell one you. of our listeners wisely says politicians are know-it-alls who <laughs> actually know very little. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll take that as uh, the truth. Hey, I want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. It is a family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. Later today, I'm going to be driving a 2022 Ford Ranger. This is one of the four-door models with tons of room for people to sit and has a five-foot bed. You can get the six-foot bed if you so desire, but uh, this is just a fantastic vehicle. And fortunately, I'm not going to have to give up all the technology. It's got the, uh, of course, the, uh, uh, the uh, what, do you, what do you call it, the 360 navigation that you have so you can see all the way around the vehicle all the time. Of course, you can keep it in sync with your uh, phone, whether it's an Apple phone or a Google phone, and uh, or, I mean, an Apple phone or a Samsung phone, uh, Android phone, uh, adaptive cruise control so you can go down the highway, forward sensing system so it makes sure that you're not going to collide with anything. I need that. 18-inch wheels, believe it or don't. So it's a real looker, too. So check it out. This one is gray, but there's lots of other colors. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. And welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, we've opened up the phone lines. We'd love to hear from you today. We talked a little bit uh, about the Skinner case, right? Uh, one of our listeners says, I believe he lost his retirement, uh, says one of our listeners, about that particular uh, military case. And we have another individual who's talking about historic attacks on the U.S. Capitol, so we can talk about January 6th if you wish. And another uh, listener says, uh, talking about uh, Joe Rogan switching to Getter and asking other people to do so, says Getter is a free speech platform, unlike Twitter, and Rogan believes in free speech, unlike our email writer. Uh, so we appreciate that. 1-800-795-9565. never even heard of Gitter, have you? Gitter? No, but uh, I'm sure it's going to catch on among conservatives. Like Parler, Gitter. Mm. Then there'll be another one called Gotter. Parler. What's Parler? I forget. Parler is the replacement for Facebook, isn't it? Or No, no. What's the other one that banned Donald Trump? Uh, Twitter, Twitter. Facebook. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Okay. All right. One <laughs> Bunch of old guys. Is somebody who uses Twitter a twit? <laughs> a tweeter. They're a tweeter. They could be a Twitter. <laughs> Sometimes they are. Yeah, they are. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We would just love to hear from you today. So give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. I was telling you about the Ford Ranger. I'll be driving around. And this is the vehicle in which you can get over 30 miles to the gallon on the highway. And... Uh, in the city, you'll probably go below 20, but you'll always be averaging about 22 to 24 or so. But super powerful vehicle, comes with hitch packages and backup towing situations, so you can get some help to do that. Uh, Joe is always a terrible What's tower. a backup towing situation? Just out of curiosity. Uh, it's a button you push. You kind of turn the wheel to show it where you want the trailer to go, and then hit the button, and it lets you, uh, it backs up the trailer for you, so you don't have to figure out which way to go the steering wheel. Can I get that on my lawn tractor? Because when I pull my lawn rake behind it, I I never, I sometimes have to back up and it never works well. <laughs> yeah, backing up is with trailers is uh, uh, is a skill some people have. Uh, I can do and it some a don't. <laughs> tiny bit. Uh, of course, I hardly ever have to, but um, I, nobody would call me uh, certainly skillful at it. But anyway, okay, so all the way back around to this Ford Ranger's got the... Uh, backup trailer towing situation on it, we're going to call it. <laughs> I'm sure they have a much fancier name for it, but it'll help you back up trailers and things. Uh, so uh, check it out, Ford Ranger. Oh, yeah, now we're less than $40,000 on the 2022 Rangers, so they're trying to move those along as well. So check it out at the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. Uh, some brief news headlines. Joseph Lashinsky can serve as a Shemokin City Councilman for now. That was the outcome of a hearing yesterday in front of Northumberland County's president and judge. The county D says that Lashinsky can't serve because of his 2009 drug convictions. The court administrator says Lashinsky was sworn in and was able to serve on city council, but the case is not yet over. Lashinsky needs more time to prepare his defense. The city of Shemokin is quickly becoming the city of energy, says one of the revitalization leaders, and they have a new plan that's helping them do that. This Go Shemokin plan is really driving that strategy. 
And I think that's what we were missing before Sabre, and it's exciting. Kathy Vitovich is the president of the Shemokin Area Business for Economic Revitalization Group, also one of the private investors pouring money into Shemokin to fix up business and residential properties. You can hear her full interview on the WKOK podcast page. Just two short weeks after the delays began, PennDOT is announcing there'll be some delays on Front Street and Sunbury while they work on the Veterans Memorial Bridge. Uh, these started with hour-long waits during the pre-holiday periods. Now PennDOT says it's official. They're going to be working on the Priestley and Edison Bridges, and we're going to have to watch for more delays. Hospitalizations from COVID-19 are up around here. Geisinger Danville admitted eight new COVID-19 patients since last Thursday for a total of 132. Geisinger Shemokin and Evangelical Community Hospital. Slight increases in hospitalization as well. Fewer deaths in the valley, just seven deaths over five days since Thursday, two in Snyder County and five in Northumberland County. And the farm show will happen despite COVID-19 surging. It will happen with lots of precautions and a little bit of a warning from the state agriculture secretary. Although masks are encouraged, hand sanitizer will be available throughout the farm show complex. Aisles have been widened to decrease congestion and the HVAC system has been updated to improve air quality. Agriculture Secretary Russell Redding says people should think about the risk associated with COVID-19 before deciding to attend the show. We're confident in our planning. It does not remove the risk. It mitigates the risk. So important that uh, individuals take the time to think about, is this year to be here with those concerns of COVID around us? Redding says the State Department of Health will be at the farm show to administer vaccinations, including first and second doses of coronavirus vaccine, booster shots, and flu shots. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. And Joe, guess what? Y2K has called. You're going to have to get rid of your Blackberry. They want their Blackberry back. I had one of those once. A Blackberry? Yes. Yeah, me too. I had a couple of them. I had the one that was flat and then the one with the little ball. I thought it was really amazing. It had those little keys and you could sit there and type out emails. I enjoyed it. Actually, I still have my Blackberry. It doesn't work for anything. I mean, it doesn't. So what did you, you ha- what do you do with I it? I just, uh, I just look at it. Oh, okay. I just open the drawer every once in a while and I see it's in there. Do you ever think of the amount of money you spent to get it? Mm, no, they were only a couple hundred. Well, you, they were a couple hundred dollars. Their phones were reasonably priced then. Now they're a thousand bucks or so. Well, well yeah, Not your but phone, but. A good one. No, but, I don't uh, have a thousand dollars. Are you still on a track phone or did you actually buy one? No, I, I did. I bought a track phone. Oh, I did. It. Good for yeah. you. All right. Well, that's the way for senior citizens. I like to it go. because I don't have to pay for anything I don't use. You save a lot of money. Well, what right. are you insulting senior citizens for? No, no, no. You're saving a lot of money. You Nothing said that's wrong with what that. senior citizens use. No, senior, senior citizens oh. use the jitter bug. Oh, that's not, well, you're not quite <laughs> that to really that. really simple one. You're not quite to that phase yet. And, well, and you know how to use your smartphone. You could probably program your smartphone. See, you're, you're not. Actually, you don't have to do much today. They, uh, I guess they have something similar for Apple, but Android has an app that you could take your old phone, load the app in there, and your new phone, load it on there, and then just transfer, transfer everything, everything right over. Yeah, it's easy as pie. Yep. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Bob, thank you for your patience. Thanks for waiting. You're on the mark. Yeah, good morning. That BlackBerry might be worth some money in a couple of years there. <laughs> yeah, there Hold you go. <laughs> but I was calling about the registers, the, the maps they're trying to change. And what, it looks like in uh, they're trying to favor Republicans by taking parts of uh, Mifflin County, Juniata County, and parts of Northumberland County, which are basically Republicans' uh, highest uh, voters in those uh, 
you know, somewhere in uh, Rockefeller Township in Northumberland County are mostly uh, Republicans. So it's it's like they're trying to enlarge their districts for more Republicans in the House of Representative districts is what I see on that map. Well, and they push, yeah, that's that's an excellent point, particularly for David Rowe. Uh, this new Joe Ham reaches down into Union County, of course, primarily Republican, uh, but loses a little bit of the Williamsport area, which is Democrat. So, you know, that isolates that, uh, what is it, 83? Third district, this Williamsport district. That's one of the big uh, gerrymander carve-outs they talk about as a criticism for this is the carve-out of Williamsport, which is, of course, a Democratic stronghold. Exactly. And as far as that councilman from Smokin that was sworn in, I mean, why why didn't uh, why wasn't this brought up earlier before you know he was even able to run? Because it's not illegal to run; it's illegal to serve. Well, so okay. you kind of have to be sworn in and then... Right, the crime, and the only punishment is removal from office. Right, oh, okay. I, I read that. And the thing is, now the taxpayers are going to have to pay for his attorney so he can get the best attorney that money can buy. I don't know buy. about that. I don't. That's what it says in the paper. In the news item or in the daily item? Yeah, the it says that the, the taxpayers pay for his lawyer now Do to you keep have, him on council. Well, yeah. Can we go back to, to your the original thing you were talking about, which was the map? Uh, do you mm-hmm. believe the Philadelphia Inquirer? I don't read that. So okay. I don't know. Well, it's do a I pretty it's it? a pretty left leaning paper, but <laughs> they analyzed the map. The proposed map for the state house would create 82 solidly Republican seats and 22 Republican leaning seats in a 50-50 election. That's a total of 104 seats or 51.2%, a partisan basis of 1.2% which favors Republicans less than the current map's 8% partisan bias. So in other words, the current map is 8% partisan Republican. The new map is 1.2% partisan Republican. And there would be 70 solidly Democratic seats and 29 Democratic leaning seats. So on balance, the map is a big improvement over what we've had if you're talking about equity between the parties. Yeah, Democrats are tickled pink. It's uh, Some people say it's a fair map. I Just don't think they should uh, encroach upon other counties. I think all counties should remain as one. Oh, we have in the same district. But that would be unfair county. because Philadelphia County has how many millions of a couple of million people, and Snyder County has twenty nine, thirty thousand. Well, Philadelphia there. could have three or four districts, which it does. I mean, it's not no, just. No, he said every county ought to be together. Well, that's not going to work for Philadelphia or Allegheny County, for that matter. Yeah, I. We only have sixty seven people in the house then. <laughs> What's that but, again? Um, Say that again, Bob. I said I, I never looked how big uh, those areas were. Well, obviously they're going to have to have multiple districts. Is. Yeah, they'll have to have multiple. Well, they do have multiple state representatives in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. But All there's right. always going to be somebody who's shafted in one of these maps and somebody who benefits. You know, you're never going to avoid that. Well, Republicans aren't too as happy long with as this. It doesn't map. change where you vote at. That's what I think they're trying to get at. Is where. They're going to change your polling place and make it harder for you to get. Yeah, that's that, that's a happen. county. That's a county. That's a county decision, Bob. The county determines where the polling places are, not the state. Yeah, that won't. This oh. map won't have any impact on that. Or do you mean that as long as you stay in this, you wish to stay in the same legislative district? Is that what you are concerned about? You don't want to switch. You uh, lo- you love Kurt Mosser. I didn't know if they're trying to take away <laughs> polling district. You know, polling stations. You know, no. if they no. change something like this. No, nope. that, that would be yeah. That's that would be a so. county decision. 
right? Not the okay. legislative commission. All right, we got yeah. you, Bob. Thank you so yeah. much for calling in. One eight hundred. One more thing. Oh, yes, go ahead. Get the vaccine. Oh, yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, keep whispering that. It's probably Have working. Have a good day. You, yeah, too. you too, buddy. All legislative districts, COVID-19, the vaccine or the pandemic have been our topics lately. A little bit about the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. That's coming up on Thursday. Uh, is our democracy in peril? Lots of folks think so. Will we have more violence in our future because of this tenuous nature of the U.S. Republic right at the moment? Lots of folks think so. So oh, the republic's tenuously hanging on by a thread. Uh, well, that, that's exactly one way some folks word it. Really? Probably fifty-fifty of our population. Gee, thinks I, I didn't realize we were teetering on the brink. We're of headed for trouble. Civil unrest. Yep, <laughs> we're headed for trouble. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. You can call us at that line and express your view on these topics. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. What's that top item that you have there? Well, I think this is fascinating. President Biden's tough criticism of his predecessor's effort to make COVID-19 tests available has resurfaced, while his own administration faces <laughs> blowback over test shortages. Right. You know, <laughs> yes, President Trump hated tests and didn't have enough of them. In December so 2020... So we have celebrated the fact that you well, still can't get a test. In December 2020, then-President-elect Biden tried to hold Trump's feet to the fire over his COVID-19 response and took particular issue with the lack of available testing for Americans. The Washington Post reported that Biden called it a travesty that the lack of testing remained an issue. Well, we have enough hospital-based testing. We just don't have enough. I think they're talking about the fact that we don't well, have enough it, of the private tests. it was tests. a travesty then, when Trump was in an office, is it a travesty now? Yeah, it's a different now? test. Well, but we have but enough. it's a different travesty? We have enough. Uh, hospital-based testing or clinic-based testing, I'll call it, but we just don't have enough of the private at-home tests. And I don't. Uh, President Biden's well, going to get 500 million of them, one for everybody. Right. In President Biden is going to um, pull them out of his factories and make sure that they get I'm glad you said that. I thought you were heading in another direction entirely. <laughs> I was headed in another direction. <laughs> All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Give us a buzz. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Okay, we've got an email here that's very interesting. It says, I am a retired public school teacher, principal, and adjunct college professor. The purpose of a public education in a public school is not to teach the kids only what the parents want them to be taught. It is to teach them what society needs them to know. The client is a public in a public school is not the parent, but the entire community, the public. Parents do have the option to send their children to a hand-selected private school at their own expense. 
The only fault I find here is that the parents are part of the public. And I think if there is an interest in what the kids are being taught, the parents certainly have every right to have input in that. Yeah, but nowadays we have parents go in and micromanage individual sentences and thoughts and works and, and papers well, where are they that doing they don't this? agree I haven't, with. I haven't heard this. Well, nationwide, I'm not sure that it happens locally, but we talk about you know critical race theory or things that relate to diversity and equity or things that like okay. that, where parents don't want their kids to know their things, these things. They want them to know, you know, they want them to feel like they feel when it comes to race well, or the writer says, equality or something like that. The writer says is that the obligation is to teach them what society needs them to know. Well, who is society? <laughs> well, parents are part of it, but they're not <laughs> the sole deciders. They're just a member of society. Like, I'm a member of a, of a cabin, okay? Well, I'm not the decider of everything. So you, you have a teacher things. who's teaching your kids that the world is flat <laughs> and that we're all going to fall off the edge. You're arguing that society <laughs> needs our kids to I'm know saying, that the world is flat. I'm saying that society benefits when all sides of an issue are discussed and taught. Not just one side, but all sides. Right. Well, that's and what that, society no, needs them to know. Society needs them to know implies that there is a set pattern that has to be followed, and society will only benefit if that happens. It doesn't say diversity. You know, we talk a lot about diversity, but we really only want, like diversity if it's from people <laughs> who agree like with us. If it's like us. If it's somebody right. different. Right. You know, I, I can't think of any single liberal I know who would say, gee, kids should be taught conservative values in school. Kids should be taught both sides of the equation and let them make their own mind up. In other words, are we educating kids or indoctrinating them? If we're educating them, we teach them to think critically about the issues of the day, how they relate to the world, yeah, but some parents, and how they relate to society. Parents today don't want you to teach both sides of the coin. They want you to teach uh, sort of the conservative Republican side, but nothing that relates uh, to uh, racial equity or anything about the history. They don't want you to learn about, uh, you know, uh, the, you know, no, they don't want you to learn that, that America is, ba is a bad country right. and that was founded kids on slavery. Can't handle that. You know, they can't understand that we had a history of slavery in the U.S. We don't but want we, them to teach that or no, to understand it. We do want it. them to teach it. We're tearing down monuments that would explain it. We're tearing down statues of people you like new plaques who were involved. Our, our old racist monuments. You like new plaques <laughs> on them, right? Just a new plaque. Old racist leave, monuments. Right, leave up okay, the, so there, leave there the monument are. up, but put a you're new plaque decide, on there. You're deciding that this is bad. It's my opinion, Joe. This is an opinion. <laughs> Show. If no, you don't want my opinion, don't engage. That's what you would. That's what you would teach. What I'm saying is, you teach both. You teach history with the warts and all. You teach it from the perspective of the center, not the perspective of right. the right or the left. Well, parents want veto power in schools. That when it comes to race and history and things like this, they want to be able to veto things that you and I would look at as objective, factual things that occurred in the past. They don't want their kids to learn about slavery because their kids can't handle the truth. Well, I they think just the kids want can handle it. Well, that's uh, sure an intelligent person would say that, but parents don't want uh, kids to learn about that. Uh, they don't want anything. That, that's a they call it critical race theory if you do teach anything that relates uh, to no, acceptance in our society. No, that's not true. Truth. That's not true at all. Truth. I You've seen the videos of the meetings. The one in Sealands Grove weeks ago, same thing. But there's a difference between teaching critical race theory and teaching the history of slavery and how it relates to the country. In other words, critical race theory is just that, a theory. It's somebody's well, it's, made-up idea. It doesn't idea. have anything to do with public schools. I'm just saying that they say that anything that has to do with teaching about uh, you know, racial equity is a version of critical race theory. Well, what's racial equity, then? Define how you would teach racial equity to me. 
Well, I think you'd, you'd have to start out by saying that somehow that people are born with unalienable, unalienable rights and that, you know, we all have an equal opportunity and, and should have equal rights and there shouldn't be any discrimination in our world. Now, of course, we know that there is, but um, that everybody can have equal opportunities. But that is what we teach. That's what we teach and when we read the Constitution of the United States of America. That's what we teach. The issue is, has America always lived up to that? Okay, no, so America has not always right, lived that's up fine. to that. But then the topic comes, all right, one of the ways that the U.S. has opted in the past to consider uh, making up for lost time when it came to race was reparations. Some folks don't want you to teach that because kids can't handle the fact that maybe the whites have more than the blacks and the blacks were supposed to get reparation and didn't. You know, they don't want you to Where teach. Where were they supposed to get reparations? I don't remember that ever being discussed, that there were reparations that were available. Well, you can't talk about it, even though it is part of a race-related conversation for older students today. Well, there's and no one gonna... alive today who owned a slave that I'm aware of. <laughs> and if we're going to talk well, no. about reparation, shouldn't it be the people who own slaves who pay them, not Joe, those of us who didn't own them? This is history class. So they don't want you even mentioning because they know that it's part of a As modern an issue, conversation. I don't mind discussing it. But the problem is that it's not a very viable solution. The viable solution isn't to give people money to solve a problem. It's to ensure that they have every opportunity and that the system in place today addresses the grievances of the past. So you want veto. If you're a parent and you have one of your kids in school, which you, there was a time, so it wasn't that long ago, you want parents to have, you want to be able to go into school and say, do not no, teach I do about not reparations. Want I do not want that. Reparations is hardly an issue in the mainstream. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a peripheral issue. The issue of slavery, the issue of racial justice, all of those things are viable topics for discussion and should be taught in school. But, you know, not taking one viewpoint and ramming it down everybody's throat. You say, okay, well, if you don't teach this, you're not teaching racial equity. Well, you can discuss the issue without taking a side. Bob, you're on the mark. Turn your radio off. Bob, turn the radio off. Okay, just a second. <laughs> We're going to get schooled here. Here we go. Yeah. You ready? Yeah, here go. You go. You're talking about race. Now, why is race such a big deal in this country? Is this not a country of people, not of races? Obama was the first black president. His mother was white. Where is the, where is the demarcation line? Is it in his, uh, around his abdomen somewhere that's half white and half black, and they only refer to him as black? Why, why do we have to have this race business? Well, I think... We're all, you know, we're all citizens of one country. There was our a time. Differences, our in differences should be celebrated and not not putting these lines between these races because right. we're all really scientifically <laughs> one race. Bob, we can answer your question if you let us. There was a time in the U.S. when the vast majority of slaves in the U.S. were blacks. There was a time in the U.S. when the vast majority of blacks in the U.S. were slaves. And so if you're going to teach history, you have to include that. You cannot whitewash well, it and take about that out. A, who's talking about dropping that as a as Well, that's what I'm teach. talking about. Parents, Some parents today don't exactly. want you to talk about about slavery because no, their black kids today can't handle it. Listen, it has to be taught in schools. But you know, people say, talk about evolution. You know, the United States did not invent slavery. Slavery was everywhere. Everywhere. Even the African, even the African tribes caught other tribes, people from other tribes, and they made them slaves. They sold slaves to white slavers. 
So if you if we're evolving as a as a race, as a human race, we we learn from our past. We don't repeat our past, and we don't delete our past. We have to learn from our past. We teach it, and we say, look, this is what happened. It's not unique to the United States. It's, it was it was throughout the world. Okay, that's in the past. We don't repeat that. We learn from that. We are one race. We are one people. We are citizens of the United States, and our politicians, and our clergy, and everybody else has to talk about that, and that's the way it should be. We should not be separating people by race. But that's not to anybody's political advantage. It's to the political advantage of some people to make us separate. Exactly. That's that's the left. That's the left. And that's wrong. That's wrong. And it's not all Democrats. I can't believe it's all Democrats because, you know, not everybody could think that way. It's the radical left. We're all, you know, anybody, it doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican, if you're toward the center and you're willing to debate and you're willing to, to bend, but you have to, you, you can't go by these radical ideas because it's going to tear this country apart. This wonderful, wonderful country that I love and so many people love. I served in the military. I was with people of all races. If you go to any school in the area, you see all the races. I was at a school this weekend in New Jersey. My son was sworn in as a councilman. We went to, to the, two of his kids went to that school, it was in, their, in that school's auditorium. On the board it had, every on, on, on the board in the hallway, it had a picture of the, of the world, world map, and it had these little pins in there of different places on the world map. And on both sides of that map, they had pictures of each teacher and below the teacher it said, I am so-and-so, I teach such-and-such, and my ancestry is from here. Czechoslovakia, Italy, Africa, and that's where the pin went. And it said, on top it said, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was, it, it was the fact that we are all from different places, but we are all equal, we are all citizens of the United States. That should be in every school, because that's what we are. You're right. This business about these people talking about this race business and race business, it's not good. All we're right. not, we're all, they have, you know, the thing of it is people talk, you know, they say, uh, whatever the politicians say, people pick up on it. If, whatever the media says, people pick up on it. There was a single, I'll give you an example. There was a single commercial on TV that said, that mentioned the, the phrase, she shed. Now everybody's talking, everybody... She shed, she shed. Well, they heard it one what? time. Who wants that? Okay, Women shed. An example of what people, oh, people pick up on, and words are important, and ideas are even more important. And these these Demo these radical Democrats, not the Republicans. Oh, man. Sure, there's radical on both sides. All right, sure, we got you, Bob. Thank you so much. Okay. Now my lovely bride sent me a text that I want to she shed. Now you got her started. You don't want to hear the truth. Bob speaks the truth. Yeah, he did fine. <laughs> I think he did okay. We're arguing the same side of the same topic. He's Not arguing really. that, that we really should present race objectively and talk about all of our flaws. Some parents don't want us to talk about slavery in schools because they think it relates. It's going to make kids feel bad because they held but whites held slaves. The issue is how you teach. Years ago. The issue is how you teach it. If I say to you now. He's 
students. Today we're going to talk about how bad America is, how racist this country is, because <laughs> there were people in our founding fathers, were they, in own, trouble. they own slavery. They right. own slaves. We got some texts and On an the email. other hand, I could teach it by saying America is a country that had high and lofty ideals upon its founding, but they did not apply to everyone in this country. Over a period of years, we came to realize that we were harming black citizens by not including them completely in the rights and privileges guaranteed to everybody else in this country. And we have There's the now, way to teach it. Right. And we have now achieved all of our founding fathers' lofty ideals. We are now perfect. And if anybody feels bad, it's their own dumb fault. That's what we <laughs> need to teach. Yes, sir, Joe. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Talking a little bit about race, a little bit about January 6th, a little bit about COVID. We'd love to hear from you. Call us immediately. about education. one 800 all right, welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Jim McGranahan. Mark Lawrence is across from me and diametrically opposed to every common sense thing I say. Phone number? Give us a call at 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. But be sure to include the keyword OTM before you type anything else. All right. And we're brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street, Sunbury, Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15, 15 Hummel's Wharf. Wharf. We should just do everything simultaneously when we're talking. And their website is www.sunburymotors.com. Didn't we sing one time? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work out. They, they shut us down. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Like he said, 1-800-795-9565. The, prob- the problem I see really going back to it is... is who is going to determine exactly what is taught and what is their motivation? People on the right are suspicious of those on the left. If the school board is largely people who are of the liberal persuasion, I'm sure conservative parents in that district are going to worry about exactly what their t- children are being taught. It seems to me that, the and I think conversely, it would go the other way. If we were in a conservative area, I would think that some people who are of liberal persuasion would be concerned about what their kids are being taught. But the thing is, what do we want our kids taught? Do we want our kids taught what we believe to believe as we believe and or do we want to teach believe. and only what we believe or do we want to teach them to be critical thinkers but our school's too liberal well i don't know whether they're too liberal or too conservative i think it probably varies by classroom i think the, some I think teacher, that's the heart of this issue some teachers are probably liberal obviously some are conservative and so they teach based on their their philosophy can you fault them for that how do i put a law in effect that says you will teach down the center you will not teach to the right or to the left. But I think if a teacher really cares about the kids, they want them to be critical thinkers. Well, that's why the curriculum conversations, the open curriculum conversation is so important so you can, so it's very easy for you to see what's being taught. Read down the text. They're all related to the same topics. Test scores are low, and yet the government demands that kids are sent to them with no choice. All right, don't read that. The one that's highlighted, go down to here. Okay, let's see. The schools are government schools, not public schools. They are indoctrination centers that are failing the kids. And anyone else telling you, oh, no, it's not, that's a different thing. If the, if the government school actually taught us just the facts of history and taught us critical thinking, kids could figure it out. All right, Dan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning. Well, I attended Mifflinburg School District in the 50s, which is very conservative, and we were taught 
racism, as you call it, is an evil thing. It's not right to own slaves under servitude and all that. And that's it prior to the 1964 civil rights legislation. So we grew up, I grew up with thinking, hey, slavery is an evil thing. And there's not much I can do to make up for it except, uh, you know, tell it like it is. So it's not like we weren't taught all them things in our books. They were right there. We learned that. All right, but what did you put into practice then? What did you come <laughs> to think about it from what you were taught? I thought it was an evil practice. Mm-hmm. I, I never treated any black person or any minority any different than I would a white person. And uh fact, <laughs> it don't happen often here in New Berlin, but for about three years back in me, I had neighbors that were Afro-American. They worked at the state center there in Seals Grove, and we got along all right. It, this is such a different culture than they came from Philadelphia area, and they couldn't believe we didn't have buses service going by here <laughs> to take people to work. Hmm. They had to have their own car. It was it's altogether different than being in the Philadelphia area, but they didn't stay in this area long. I, they went back to a more metropolitan area, but both both of them worked at the state center there in Seals Grove mm-hmm. in, the, in the culinary part of the school down there. So, but no, we got along fine, and I, I didn't treat them any different than I would a white neighbor mm-hmm. or what have you. So I think it, it overemphasized this problem of what we call racism is just another way to divide us, conservative, far left, what have you. It's another way to divide, and what I always say, divide and conquer. If you want to put in a more government with more control over the people, is what the end goal is. There you go. Well, now let me we're ask, getting let down me ask to you it. a question. How would you have felt if you had been taught what you were taught, but also taught from the perspective of the South of how economically important it was to their well-being to maintain slavery and that their whole economy was based on it, and that eventually it would have been left to go its own way at some point in the future if we had just let the South alone? How would you have felt about that? Well, I, I don't know, to be honest, Joe, how I'd have felt about that. I, I, I know it did help. It did help the economy in the South, but that doesn't make it right, and that doesn't change anything. It, evil's evil, and that's just the way I think I would have looked at it. It's hard to say. 
But uh, I, I'm just saying that there's a balanced way to teach it. You know, you can teach you that it was wrong, and it was wrong. And I don't have any problem with teaching that it was wrong. But on the other hand, you could under, you could teach the, the I don't want to, well, I guess you would call it the lost cause philosophy of the South and the Civil War and the fact that it wasn't really slavery, it was states' rights. You know, right. so you, 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 you can put all this thing, all of this together in such a way that a kid thinks critically about it and arrives at a conclusion. Hopefully they'll arrive at the right conclusion, but if they arrive at the wrong one, they should be allowed to do that, and then we should talk to them about the, the, what made them think the way they feel. But we don't indoctrinate them. We don't tell them, good morning, class, today's lesson is this is evil, this is evil, this is evil, this is evil, this is good, this is good. We teach them that here's the good side, here's the bad side, make up your mind. All right. Thank you so much, Dan. Thanks for checking in. You bet. You guys have a great day. Hey, you too, you buddy. Too. Thank you. Uh, Right-hand side, Joe, the text. Right, Bob is right. Obama is just as white as he is black. The left is besmirching MLK's legacy. <laughs> How How is that? The left is besmirching MLK's legacy. We have to hold that. That'll be the premise for tomorrow's show. Besmirchment. Right, yes, <laughs> of MLK's legacy. Uh, Mark, if you want a she-shed, Yoder's in Mifflinburg builds quality storage buildings that can be used for your wife's she-shed. <laughs> Well, yeah, but a she shed has to be a little more ornate than a right, he shed. and it's for relaxation, I'm sure. I've not, got a he shed, just, and it's pretty manly. Not just a lawnmower. <laughs> All right, your blunt, your caller blaming race discrimination on Democrats is crazy. Look at our U.S. Senate; it's a mixed race, mixed uh, mixed race Karen. Maybe they mean there's a lot of Karens Look at in there. Our Senate; it's a mixed race Karen. Okay, it's full of mixed Karens. I don't know. Marjorie Taylor Greene, okay, is she a racist? She's in the House. Okay, <laughs> so she don't qualify. All right, 1-800-795-9565, stand by Dick. We'll get another minute when we come back, but we'd love to hear from everybody out there right now. 1-800-795-9565. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. You'll do all the talking. <laughs> all right, Dick's What's waiting. different about that? Patiently for another minute. Dick, you're on the mark. I was going to make this real quick. Is you know, God bless Dan. I'm not sure what his perspective is at 1950 and 60. I'm the same age. I went to Southeast Asia. I went to Texas. The people down south didn't treat the blacks and the minorities the same way they do in Mifflinburg and Union County. They had some tough times down there. Buses, water fountains, uh, lunch counters, going to school. I mean, I'm sure the I'm sure the curriculum that they were taught in Alabama or Mississippi or Arkansas wasn't the same as it was in Mifflinburg. Well, I guess my thing is, I guess my point is, it was just a lot different. So if you never have any other perspective, you you only, you only remember what you remember, what you knew. 
Well, I can remember the lunch counter segregation in Greensboro, what they call them, the Greensboro Seven, Rosa Parks. People like that stood up for what was right, you know, for what was right in this country. And if they hadn't done that, probably there would have been no change for more and more years. I guess my point is, though, when Dan gets on there and acts like it was utopian, it wasn't that way in this whole country. <laughs> I guess, I'm going to close on this. When I came back from Southeast Asia, I went to Fort Hood, Texas. My roommate was a black guy. I've told you this before from Gary, Indiana. I came home to Union County. He reenlisted to go back to he he reenlisted to go back to Vietnam. And I said to I said to him, Spearman, things must really be bad in Gary, Indiana, if you're going back to Vietnam. I guess I'll leave it go at that. All right. Thank you so well, much. I'd be interested in hearing his answer. Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out this week. 1-800-795-9565. We're talking about race in the classroom, and is there a way to teach history in an objective fashion? Lots of parents today say no, they don't want uh, slavery and race brought up because the teachers are too liberal, the parents are conservative. But one of our listeners says it's not up to the parents to have veto power over history lessons. Right. The society uh, has a right to determine. But the parents right. are part of society, so they should have a say right, in but it. but they shouldn't have veto power. So they I, shouldn't be able to say, okay, no, no, we can't should? teach that. So should, should only professional educators be allowed to make that determination? Who should make it? I mean, people can go to the school board and voice their opinion. All right, but the school board is representatives of the people, right? I mean, right, they are elected parents. by the people to right. represent their interests. They have to listen. That's their job. Bob, you're on the mark. Yeah, uh, my comment about, you know, the previous caller blaming discrimination on the people on the left. Well, we have a president, Joe Biden, that has everybody from every color walk of life you can imagine. So for him to be blaming people on the left for being racist is just crazy. Well, but maybe he's not talking about uh, just hiring practices. Maybe he's talking about in their but hearts. Could you could you not claim that it was racist to pick people not for their ability, but for the boxes they check off? You know, here's a gay, here's a black, here's <laughs> Is a Is that Hispanic. how he did it? We didn't realize that's how Well, he I mean, he just said that he's got everything under the sun. So that's that implies a conscious effort that has nothing to do with a person's qualifications. It has to do with what boxes they check well, off. Well, but see, that was, that's the natural outcome they that have it turned qualifications. out. I'm a gay person. I have qualifications. I can back a tractor trailer up. I can drive a bus. I can take care of people with disabilities. I can do the same thing as anybody else. So when you look at the record, you know, I qualify for it. Well, do you have you a... Know, you can't, do you have a CDL? Yes, I have a CDL Class A license. Do you have a CDL? Do you have a nursing degree? I do not have a nursing degree. <laughs> okay. So don't, don't whisper about the vaccine when you're done talking to us about this topic. Well, then I'll say it loud. Get the vaccine. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Bob. Thanks for calling day. in. All right. Lower right-hand corner. Those are new. It says, hey, old guys, Karen, you don't know what that means. Yes, we know what it means. Yeah, we know what it means. Karen was a... Yeah, but the, the, the text was missing all prepositions. It made no sense. Hey, but old anyway. guys, Karen, anyway. you don't know what that means. Well, that one has well, they it. Got a question no, the original mark. one where the text, the word Karen was at the end of the email. Okay. Next one. Yoder's builds small cottages. <laughs> Yoder's is getting a good plug They in. are, really. Uh, that, they make great she-sheds. My daughter has one. All right. Perfect. Well, they make good he-sheds, too. Mine is from Yoder's. Arr, 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 arr. <laughs> All right. And then enslaving people for economic reasons is pure evil, and the slave owners in the South were evil. 
And then the history of uh, violence in the U.S. Right. On March 1st, 1954, the Capitol was a... Is there a, a preamble that goes with this? No, there isn't. This is history of attacks on the we've U.S. Capitol. We've discussed this before. On March 1st, 1954, the Capitol was attacked by leftists from Puerto Rico. They're actually Puerto Rico separatists. And four representatives in the House were shot, one seriously wounded. Carter commuted these sentences in 1979 and subsequent years. In 1971, Bill Ayers and the Weather Underground bombed the Capitol building. In 1972, the Weather Underground bombed the Pentagon. In 1983, the same leftist group bombed the Department of State. Bill Ayers was never convicted for his role in these attacks on democracy. He was awarded a professor's chair at the University of Illinois in Chicago. All these attacks were carried out by left-wingers. Hardly a word is ever mentioned. But now we are continually being told the uprising on January 6th was the worst ever, worse than 9-11. This is simply evidence that the Democrats are stretching this event for all the political mileage they can get to shame Trump and anyone who supports him. Yeah, you need to change. Craig. Yeah, you need to change media if uh, the news reports you're listening to say that uh, January 6th was worse than 9-11, because it obviously was not. We did, what, 3,000 U.S. citizens died in 9-11 and January 6th, what, a half a dozen or so? But I, I think the, you could make the point that the uh, the Puerto Rican separatists who came armed into the into the House... Right, no, this is valid history. This you know, is that's certainly not we'll what... We'll take it. That's certainly so not, we have to mention all of this every time we mention but January is that, 6th? Would, would that have been an insurrection because they were armed? It wouldn't actually be an insurrection because I don't think their goal was to take over the government. Right. You know, I could say I could see you calling what happened on January sixth an insurrection because they wanted for to some st- people they wanted to stop a legitimate function of the government because they didn't like the outcome. But on the other hand, they were it was not a, uh, an insurrection from the standpoint that they weren't armed. And they didn't want to take over the whole government. They just, just wanted, wanted to, to stop, stop something, right? <laughs> they just wanted to stop Mike Pence from. So was it all bad? Yeah, it's all bad. They shouldn't have done that. And the people in Puerto right. Rico in 1954 shouldn't have done that. Well, from now on, all week long, when we mention January 6th, we'll mention all this stuff too, well, uh, minus gonna, the 9/11. It's going to make thing. for a long program every well, day. <laughs> but we got to mention it. If we mention one, we got to mention the other. So. Well, I don't know that we have to mention the others. But I think I we think, do. I think the topic of January 6th is something that, you know, maybe we can get somebody from CBS to talk about the January 6th commission on the 6th. Absolutely. That would be appropriate, would it not? Yeah, we'll shoot for that. Okay. So, going back on, so who is society? Last time I checked, it's the people, parents included. I agree with well, that. Well, that's what Joe. That's but what you, Joe and I agree on that. But we, we didn't. We didn't clear up who should make the decision as to what curricula is taught in the schools. Maybe that's a subject School for another School board day. and a bunch of ultra leftist curriculum directors. School okay. Board. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's have some left leaning commies make the decision for us. There you go. Or now how about some right leaning patriots? Now we're back to normal. All right. Hey, thank you everybody for listening. Yep. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> If Mark can survive. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury, WKOK News Time. It is now coming up on 10 a.m. The Dan Patrick Show is next. That'll be followed by the Dave Ramsey Show this afternoon.